Thank you for tuning in to Hill Country Fellowship's audio podcast. We hope you're encouraged and inspired as you listen today. For more information, visit us online at hcfburnett.org. I was, I was uh, you know, back kicking it around, talking to Jesus this morning. And uh, if you want to start turning to 2 Corinthians chapter 8, you can do that. We're have a little bit shorter message today because some people are going to get baptized today. Come on. Going to step into that obedient thing with Jesus saying, hey, I'm going to publicly declare who you are. And I do not care who knows. Right? Well, it gets me excited. But I was back here and I said, Lord, what, what do you want for your body today? I mean, I got, I went, I have paper notes. Fancy. So what do you, I mean, God, it's all on paper, but what do you, what do you want to encourage us with today as we, as we kick this off? And he said, I want my people to know that I see them. You know, anybody ever wonder like your week wraps up and you're like, oh my gosh, God says, I see you. I see you and you're wrestling. I see you in your good times. I see you on the up down, but I see you. It's so important. I think we forget just because life swirls and roller coasters that like, God, do you know what's going on? He's like, yeah, I see you. I see you. I hear you. I know what's going on. I am right there with you. I, I've, not leaving, I've not left you nor forsaken you. Though you walk, what you feel uh, through is the valley of the shadow of death. Don't fear because I'm right in the middle of it all. Amen. So I want to start there today. He sees you. He knows. He hears. Do not grow weary. Amen. Do not grow faint. Trust me. Look to me because the horizon's a great place to look, right? How many, I mean, when the sun comes up, you're like, yeah, there it comes. Jesus says, look to the horizon, look to me, trust me, I see you, and I'm working on your behalf. Amen? All right, 2 Corinthians, we're going to go there, chapter 8. We're going to look at a crazy cool story today. Looking at radical faith, what it is to be, look, rep Jesus well. And we're going to look at radical generosity. This story is one of the coolest stories um, in the area of generosity of giving where people just erupted with this great desire to be a part of what God was doing. It says, now I want you to know, dear brothers and sisters, what God in his kindness has done through the churches in Macedonia. Paul speaking here. They are being tested by many troubles and they are very poor, but they are also filled with abundant joy. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense in in, in your man brain, which has overflowed in rich generosity. For I can testify that they not only gave what they could afford, but far more. And they did they did it of their own free will. They begged us again and again for the privilege of sharing in the gift of for the believers in Jerusalem. They even did more than we had hoped for their first action was to give themselves to the Lord and to us just as God wanted them to do. So we have urged Titus to encourage your giving in the first place, to return to you and encourage you to finish this ministry of giving. Since you excel also in so many ways in your faith, your gifted speakers, your knowledge, your enthusiasm and your love from us, I want you to excel also in this gracious act of giving. I'm not commanding you to do this, but I am testing how genuine your love is by comparing it with the eagerness of other churches. You know the generous grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, though he was rich, yet for your sakes became poor, so that by his poverty he could make you rich. Here's my advice. 
It would be good for you to finish what you started a year ago. Last year, you were the first who wanted to give, and you were the first to begin doing so, or to begin doing it. Now you should finish what you started. Let the eagerness you showed in the beginning be matched now by your giving. Give in proportion to what you have. Whatever you give is acceptable if you give it eagerly. And give according to what you have, not what you don't have. Of course, I don't mean your giving should make life easy for others and hard for yourselves. I only mean that there should be some equality. Right now you have plenty and can help those who are in need. Later, they will have plenty and can share with you when you need it. In this way, things will be equal. As the scriptures say, those who gathered a lot had nothing left over. But to those who gathered only a little, had enough. That makes sense? <laughs> Not really. I mean, you're looking at it and you're going, give when you're poor. You know, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But what those Macedonian believers were experiencing was this great opportunity to live open hearted and open handed. They just said, hey, whatever we have, God, we realize that it all came from you anyway. Who gave you your job? Okay, one of you know who gave you your job. Um, God, who gave you your gifts to, I mean, who puts you through school? Who, I mean, yeah, we're, we're doing some work, but the God is propelling us through and he's gifted us uniquely, right? Each and every one of us. He's given us the ability to gather wealth and some of you are creative and artists and work in media and build websites and, and business and whatever, but God, is, God has given it all. And I've, I've just kind of learned, when I got born again, I just learned to live that way, open-hearted and open-handed. God, what would you have me do? How, how do you want me to partner with you in that? Because when you live that way, it links your heart to your head, to the spirit of God that dwells within you. And you have no problem living out radical generosity. I mean, what about the widow at the box? I mean, Jesus is, someone's like, well, they don't count the offering. And Jesus is lunch. You know, he's like, he's back on the stool. We were talking about this. He's kind of just chilling, right? Plink, plink. They're putting the offering in the box. You know, someone comes and puts it in there and he's like, that wasn't all right. <laughs> I mean, he's counting, he's looking at it. And the widow comes and she takes her coin and she drops it in. And Jesus said, see, that's radical generosity. She gave everything she had. But it was out of a heart, right? It's not under compulsion or weird guilt or shame that we give. But we give because of this radical generosity we've experienced in our lives. And we can't help but partner and be a part of it. You know, Pastor Scott was talking this morning. Man, you've brought too much stuff. Please stop bringing it. We can't even put it anywhere anymore. Anybody ever had that problem in church? Not yet, but how awesome would that be? Where we're just like going, yeah, whoa, don't bring your offering today. We're full up. I want to see that. Like something, it's, it's exciting to me. I want to see God do that. We're where generosity breaks out. Actually, I've heard stories of people like generosity breaks out and they're putting shoes at the altar, Air Jordans. I think that was one of the... Once, I, mean, brand, I mean, Air Jordans, right? Maybe back in the day. People bringing their cell phones and just laying it before the Lord. Like, just this thing gets birthed out of them where they're like, Lord, you opened my heart, so now I'm going to live this way with everything else. I'm going to be faithful. If every believer was faithful to just be obedient to that and experience this great awesomeness of what it is to partner with a radical God... Man, we'd never have, we'd never lack our missionary. We would support every missionary on the face of the planet. Like, 
we would just do stuff all the time and just be giving it away and God would just be, yep, and I'm going to keep filling the coffer, by the way, so you'll always have enough to do everything that you need to do. Some of you may have seen the video this week for the $24 challenge. I was praying and, and prepping for this sermon and the Lord said, $24, and I'm like, $24, that's weird. I'm like, okay, Lord, you're going to have to clarify that for me. And he's like, $24, believe me, bring $24 on the 24th day of January. And I'm looking at it going, okay, that's corny. I mean, this is me just talking with God. And he said, no, challenge, I'm going to challenge you and I want you to challenge my people to trust me. Bring $24 and give it on this day, expecting God to just pour out abundance in your own life so you can continue to live this way, right? Does that make sense? No, the economy's going down the tank this week. Right? Come on. Some of you looked at your investments and you're like, oh my gosh, pull it out. God says, trust me, I, I see you. I know what's going on. I see your heart. I, I, know, what's, I know what is happening in the, in the midst of the swirling chaos. So bring $24. Bring it to me. And there's going to be two baskets back behind you. There's two baskets up here and there'll be two baskets all the way at the back. If you, need, if you give on the app today... Give on the app. Anytime during the service, if you feel like, okay, I hear you, God. I want to partner with you. I want to, I want to challenge you and encourage you. $24 on the 24th day of January. The next year, we can look back and go, God, on that day, you did something significant in the, heart, in the hearts and the lives of your people. And then, God, you, you propelled us into 2021 for everything that we would ever want to do or dream or scheme. Well, we talk about this all the time, man. Wouldn't it be cool if we could just say yes to everybody that came? Everybody that came with a need, we'd just be like, yeah, not a problem. Praise God. God is so faithful when we're faithful, open-handed, open-hearted. There's envelopes right in front of you. Maybe you didn't see the video. I just want to encourage you today. Get an envelope. Write it on that envelope. Make, make a pledge today. Just say, God, I trust you. Because that's what it is to live with in generosity, right? I trust you with this. You're a way better investor than I could ever possibly be, so I trust you. You know, giving is a sacrifice, though. We took our offering, and some of you said, well, I gave in the offering. That's not giving. That's just returning to the Lord what he already gave to you anyways. Lord, I trust you with this 10%, so I'm going to return it to you. This is an opportunity for radical generosity to begin to be birthed in your soul. And, man, you are a very generous People, amen, HCF, I love y'all, super faithful. But today you're going to have another opportunity because it's a sacrifice. You're like, man, sometimes it's hard to start. I know my father-in-law shares a story where he started tithing on his unemployment. People were like, what? I heard that story and I'm like, how did, how did that work? He's like, I don't know. I just knew I needed to trust God because we were broke. So in his unemployment check, God, I trust you, 10%. God, I trust you every, every week when it came. Some of you are like, what? Even when I'm in lack, I should trust God in that? Yeah, trust him. Check him out. See what he does. And Paul in verse 2 says, they're being tested by many troubles and they were very poor. But they are also filled with abundant joy, which has overflowed in rich generosity. Radical, extravagant, genuine generosity that overflows with this joy just to be a part of it all. God, thank you for what you gave to me. Now I'm just, I'm going to give it away and trust you. It's fun. Radical generosity is fun. Because a radical God who wants to partner with you says, man, do you trust me? Watch what I'll do.
And sometimes it's a gift beyond our ability, too. I remember another story, I'm just using my father-in-law today, but he went to a, went to a meeting and uh, they were in there and they were taking an offering and the Lord prompted on his heart to write a check for a thousand bucks and he's like, Lord, I don't even have that in the bank. This is uncomfortable. And the Lord said, just trust me, son. So he wrote the check and he said he was panicking and just like sweating the whole time. He's like, I didn't even clear the bank. I just, I bounced a check at church. The crazy thing is, is the speaker got up that night and he had a, he had an envelope in his pocket and he pulled it up and he said that, and, and, and that Lord also asked him to do it publicly, which is even for my father-in-law a little bit outside his bubble. So he gave it publicly in the church and the guy, the speaker got up to speak and he said, that man came to gave a thousand dollars and I'm going to send him home with a thousand. He put a check right back in my father-in-law's hand. Okay. Does it always work out that way? No, I wish it did, but it doesn't. But that just points to the fact of genuine obedience that doesn't make sense when you just step out in faith and say, Lord, whew, Lord, I trust you. Hey, $24 is an easy way to start, right? And I'm not, I'm not saying, hey, right, I'm, I'm not saying, hey, a thousand bucks, but whatever. It's simple obedience. It's open-handed, open-hearted. Lord, I trust you. I realize it's going to be a sacrifice. And for some of us today, that will be a sacrifice. But it's just like the Lord saying, hey, partner with me. Let your faith overwhelm your flesh and trust in me. Because giving brings blessing. It does. It's not always financial. Sometimes I know this, um, you know, sometimes your shoes don't wear out. Can I get an amen? My dad had the same pair of brown loafers for years. And I would go, they're still in his closet. Are those things ever going to wear out? Never did. When I went to do his memorial, I found those shoes in October. (laughs) There they are. If they don't fit me, they're size 10. I was not going to wear them, but. But there was this thing, too. Obedience commands a blessing. Matthew, over and over in the gospel, it says, be faithful in the small things and God will add everything else to you, right? Be, be faithful with little and God will add more. Trust and, and extend your faith in the area of giving and watch God bless you so that you can continue to be a blessing, right? We don't give to get. That's not why we give, right? Like, that's not the motivation or it shouldn't be the motivation behind it. The motivation is, Lord, I trust you, man. Do something awesome with this, Lord. Change a life. $24 to change a life. We don't even know. Like I said, God puts it all together and does way better than we would do with it. Malachi 3, right? Anybody ever read that one? Hey, trust me. Go ahead and test me in this matter of fact and see if I won't open up such a great blessing to you that it'll overflow and you won't be able to contain it. Test him. Try him out. Lord's saying, hey, go ahead. Other than that, don't test God. It's the only place in the entire Bible where it says, test me. But test me and see if I won't be faithful. I want to prove to you how good I am. We give to what we love, though, right? How many of you give to your kids? Right? We pay our bills. Like, we do that kind of stuff. But, like, you give to what you love, you know, sometimes you look, take a look at your bank statement, take a look at your credit card thing, and you'll, you'll see that maybe McDonald's is something you love, daughter. Um, I mean, look at it. Just check it out for a minute and see, because sometimes I think it's a good heart check for us. Am I really participating in, Lord, do, do I have you in the right place? Have I made anything an idol in my life that's preventing you from wanting to operate in my life that way to be a blessing? 
It's just a good evaluation. I mean, we check our heart. We're like, okay, yeah, Lord, I'm praying. I'm reading your word. I'm doing all the right things. But God, I, uh, am I trusting you in this area of giving? Where is your time, talent, and treasure being invested? Are we investing, things that are investing in things that are eternal? Don't get me wrong. Savings good. Investments are good. All that's good. But it's where your heart is, right, that matters most. Just ask the Holy Spirit. He'll tell you. He'll show you. Because Jesus gave it all, right? He gave absolutely every detail. And we give not under guilt, not under manipulation, right? We give with a genuine heart and the leading of the Holy Spirit. Lord, how can I? And he says to give and we give. And we experience the great joy of doing that too. Mark 10, 45 says this, For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. How, you, how many people does that get you excited? I gave my life for you. Maybe you came today and you haven't given your life to Jesus, or you kind of edged into it and you're not quite sure. Maybe you just want to say yes to Jesus in this moment right here today. Jesus, I say yes to you. Thank you that you see me. Thank you that you love me. Thank you for dying for me on a cross and dying a horrible death so that I could live with you forever. We reflect Jesus in the area of giving too, right? We want to reflect this generosity that he showed. So much so that he was willing to just check it all out on the cross. I want to just freely give what he's given me, right? Lord, thank you. I get to be a blessing. We were in the drive-thru at Mojo during the holiday season, and I think it was actually closer to Christmas than Thanksgiving, but we went there, and the girls had gift cards and stuff and things, and we got in line, and we got to the window, and someone had paid for our drinks, the lady in front of us, who I probably may have honked at because she was in her cell phone. <laughs> I'm just being transparent. Um, but we got there, and what I love about this is, is this is the contagious thing with generosity, right? My girls are like, Daddy, let's do it for the car behind us. And I'm like, how many people are in that car? <laughs> no, we didn't. We just did it, right? I mean, I said, hey, we're going to pay for the drinks behind us. And we did. And it was probably, and here's the thing. It was probably equal to what we would have spent anyway. So we just got to return it. But we got, I wonder how long it continued in the line. Maybe in heaven I'll get to know that that day. But there was this excitement where they're like, oh, let's do that for somebody. Daddy, let's, let's do that for somebody behind us because we, we want to be a blessing. We're getting the opportunity. Lord, I want to give in an offering because I want it to reach those in need. I want to pay an electric bill. I want, to, I want to hear about a need and just be okay to trust you in it and just go ahead and give anyway. It's exciting. It's a lot of fun. I love Paul's challenge to the Corinthian church. It says, freely finish what you started. Not under compulsion, right? Not under guilt. Paul says, hey, Whatever you started, go ahead and finish it. Be free to go ahead and step into that. Hey, the promise you made, go ahead and do it. Be faithful. Verse 10, here's my advice. It would be good for you to finish what you started a year ago. Last year, you were the first who wanted to give and you were the first to begin doing it. Now you should finish what you started. Let the eagerness you showed in the beginning be matched by now by your giving. Give in proportion to what you have. Whatever you give is acceptable if you give it eagerly again with a right heart right with great joy we get to give today with great anticipation and excitement we get to sow in an offering 
Mark mentioned missions giving this morning. Maybe, maybe there's a missionary. We're going to have some booklets coming out for you. I want to challenge you to look on the website and begin to even look through our missionary, supportive missionary page. And you can begin to know the names of the missionaries we support and invest in every month. And you can say, Lord, how, how would you have me coming into missions conference here in about a month? How would you have me invest in, and sow and be a part of what's going on there? Again, Malachi 3, so blessed that you're like, woo, 10 missionaries, I'm giving to all of you. And they were like, amen, right? Because they're praying, believing, and coming. This year has been, been a crazy hard year for missionaries, right? Because we support them and they can't go anywhere, right? I mean, that's tough. But man, I, I love it, the fact that we, we made a decision as a church. We're not going to stop giving to our missionaries. No way. How crazy would that be? Hey, God, they can't travel, so we're going to win. No. No way. And invest. We're going to encourage. We're going to be a blessing wherever we can. I'm going to make a phone call. I'm, you know what? I'm going to give online to whoever is on that page today. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to give. Because we reap what we sow, Right? There's a principle of reaping and sowing. Whatever, whatever we're sowing and however we're investing it is, is how it comes back around. It's just a simple principle of God. If we're constantly angry and like honking at people in drive throughs and stuff all the time, <laughs> someone's going to honk at you in a drive through and you're going to be like, yep, check, got that. But we reap what we sow. And in verse 14, Paul says this, right now you have plenty and can help those who are in need. Later, they will have plenty it can share with you when you need it. That's how it works, right? This community is a great opportunity. Oh, I heard about that need. We're going to help that family. Man, our, our real life group's going to fill up two houses full of presents so we can be a blessing to this family who otherwise might not have a Christmas. But more than that, we get to be Jesus practically to them in the moment and meet the need. So much fun. Our obedience gives us the opportunity to be a blessing to others, right? Like I said, your car will run longer. I know Andrew's believing for 300000 on his Ford. Come on. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that God does when you're generous. Your shoes don't wear out. Your tires don't wear out. Stuff doesn't break. Although I lost a freezer yesterday. But anyway, um, but I'm just saying, that's how God works. When you're faithful and obedient, he's like, yeah, I'll make your stuff last. I mean, my dad's ugly brown shoes lasted forever. They're still alive somewhere. He moves on our behalf in every area of your life. He blesses your kids. He blesses your marriage. He's like, man, you're faithful. I'm going to bless your marriage. I'm going to bless your relationships. You know, you might get a card in the mail. Might be 20 bucks in it. Praise God. Cool. Now I get to give again, right? There's just this thing of generosity that erupts in us and we get to be a part of it all. Don't be a hoarder. Literally, don't be a hoarder, Right? Because we can hold on to it all. I love what Stennis said in the offering a couple weeks ago. Even if you invest well and sow it down the lane, you may get a couple generations in there, but what was the long-lasting impact? What was the legacy that was left in that? You know, Are we going to leave a legacy with the resources that God has, or are we just going to hoard it up for ourselves and stack it in a bank account somewhere? Read a thing on this guy for Bitcoin can't remember his password, has over $2 million in Bitcoin, and he has one opportunity to put his passcode in one more time. And if he fails, guess what happens? 2.2 million. Gone. No longer yours. Or, <laughs> God, I trust you. 
Yeah, I'm not going to forget that password, Jesus. Right? I want to get the opportunity to give. God, thank you. Thank you. Because he who dies with the most toys still dies, right? I like stuff. I mean, I like it all. But at the end of the day, it's all going to, it's all going to burn, right? It ain't going to matter. Those who gathered a lot and had nothing left over. Yeah, I'm sorry. Those who gathered a lot had nothing left over. And those who gathered only a little had enough. It's a principle. It's a legacy of generosity. And that's what we're going to get to do, do today with this offering. Again, there's two baskets up here if you want to participate. If you want to get on your phone app right now, you can give $24 that way. You could get an envelope from the seat back in front of you and participate. And look, if you don't feel led to give in this, don't. It's totally okay. Again, we, we don't do stuff on guilt and manipulation. I just really felt like I, I wanted to be obedient to God to say and to give you an opportunity to do this today. And then watch what God does. Open-hearted, open-handed. God, it's all yours anyway. Change, change life. Right now, real quick, as we close. Because we're going to baptize some people. And if you're getting baptized today, I'm going to give you a moment to get to the right spot. But... Just do this. If you got an offering or if you're going to give, just pray with me. Lord Jesus, I thank you for this opportunity to give to you today. I thank you that, Lord, this is a genuine gift out of genuine hearts who genuinely love you and want to experience, who have experienced your radical generosity and who want to be a part of what you're doing. God, this story of these Macedonians just saying, Lord, we trust you. We are broke, but we trust you and we're going to give. They were contending They were trying to get in front of somebody in line just to be like, no, let me be the one that gives. We want to do it first. God, may we live like that as children before we're excited to see what you do when simple obedience just goes open-hearted, open-handed, saying, God, I trust you. So would you bless this offering? God, accomplish everything in it and through that you need to, God, and thank you for the opportunity to give today in Jesus' name. So as we go into this last song of worship, you can sew this into any one of the baskets around here. I'm going to go ahead and step off camera. Don't follow me. I'm going to go ahead and give. And if you're getting baptized today, I'm going to give you a call right now to meet Mr. Pastor Super Guy Mark Kincaid and Cheryl right over here on this side. You're going to go and you're going to change. You're going to come back and they're going to step into the waters of baptism today. Let's give them a round of applause. It is one of the days I will always remember, obviously because the water was freezing cold in Alaska, but I, I remember that day so clear, crystal clear. It was one of those pin-in-the-map defin- definitive moments in my walk that I was like, whoa, God, this is a real deal. And I do trust you, and I'm getting in 30-degree water. Oh, my gosh. But something happened that day, so we're going to celebrate that. And as we go into the song of worship again, find a basket. Let radical generosity be stirred in your very spirit and say, God, God, I'm going to give. I'm going to trust you. I want to be a part of it all. Amen. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for this people. Come on, stand up with me on your feet, church. I thank you for the opportunity to hear a message on what it is to be radically generous. Jesus, I thank you that that's how you were with us. So generous that you would come to give your entire life. You came not to be served, but to serve everyone. And God, I thank you for the opportunity 
to just be a blessing today. So God, as we worship you and as we give these offerings to you today, God, I pray that you would bless it, God. You would press it down, shaken together, running over, God, that it would accomplish things for your kingdom and into the lives of your faithful followers. So Lord, I thank you for your generosity towards us. And now we return it to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more sermons and full service replays, visit our media page on hcfburnit.org and follow us on social media. God bless and have a great week.